Kia This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia ora, Wellington. This is Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM and you're listening to B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. My name's Laura. I'm one of your hosts today. And I'm Ruth. I'm your other host today. Hey, Ruth. Welcome to the studio for your second show ever. Thank you. Um, I uh, I just have to talk about the same thing everybody's talking about in Wellington. Have you seen the whale? Oh, I haven't seen the whale. <laughs> I've seen it in pictures. I have heard about the whale. Um, I can't believe you, you did. You miss out in the first few days, and then the and then the weather has scared you off for the for the following sort of days. Yes, I just I I how could I have not gone down to see the whale? <laughs> Apparently, once upon a time, whales filled our harbour and kept people awake at night with their whale song. I've heard that sort of legend as well, that people would write letters complaining that they could hear the whales. What, like, dear God, can you make the whales be quiet? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something like that. Um, Yes, very special to have a southern right whale back in the harbour for the first time in a long time. It is. It's great. And it's a very rare whale, so I can't wait to learn more about it. Like, I've been following the Niwa Facebook page because they um, collected some biopsy samples, and they're going to test the whale to see what sex it is and how old it is and all kinds of stuff. Um, but we have to wait while the while the sample goes to Auckland. Right. Fantastic. I know, it's exciting. And we have a very eco-friendly show today, a lot of nature, talk about nature. We so do. So in the second half, oh, tell me about who you're going to chat to in the second half of the show. Well, I will be talking to, to someone very special who is involved in predator-free Brooklyn, so we will be talking about birds and other kinds of things. Yes, and also maybe mm, snapping some of the baddies that threaten yes, our birds. Yes, indeed. And I've got, in the first half of the show, we're talking climate change. So, it, you you may or may not have heard, but the uh, Ministry for the Environment is consulting right now on a zero-carbon bill, a, uh, a bill that will be drafted and introduced to Parliament to help us uh, make a plan for reducing emissions uh, in New Zealand. And um, I invited somebody from Generation Zero, Laura Somerset, here to to come and talk about it. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Have you seen the whale? I have seen the whale, (laughs) yeah. I think I actually didn't even think about it. I just walked along the waterfront um, on my way to something um, for a few minutes, saw the whale, uh, and then left. And it, it was just a very casual thing. And it seems that no one else has been able to see the whale. Yeah. You didn't know how privileged you were just no. I was very flippant about it. <laughs> flippant. Was that a whale pun? Oh, I wish I wish it was intended to be a pun. <laughs> um now you are here because you know all about the Zero Carbon Act mm-hmm. uh through your through your work with Generation Zero. So um tell me what 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 is a zero carbon act? What's the idea of that? Okay, so Generation Zero is a climate change organisation and a couple of years ago we um, looked at um, what New Zealand needed in order to be able to reduce our carbon emissions and our greenhouse gas emissions um, to to meet the challenges of climate change and how 
um, the world needs to adapt to climate change. And so um, the the UK has a bill called the Climate Change Bill, um, which um, pledges to reduce its carbon emissions to uh, net zero by 2050. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we looked at this bill and realised that New Zealand um, could really benefit from having something similar. And so we decided to draft our own called the Zero Carbon Act. Um, and so we adapted it according to the New Zealand context um, and then started to lobby for it um, to get people on board. And now a couple of years later, um, it's been adapted into the Zero Carbon Bill consultation um, and it's going to be drafted by the government and passed into legislation. So um, not only is this a cool story for uh, taking action on climate change, it's actually a really cool story for like the power of youth and grassroots organization because this was an idea that came out of Generation Zero and now the government's picked it up and it's going to become a real thing. How, mm. how does that feel? Um, it feels pretty surreal, really. Um, it, this started a couple of years ago um, in a cafe because we never have any fun, so we just meet <laughs> sporadically in cafes. It's just a group of people, like there were... Um, backpacks from all the high schoolers in the corner and we're um, just like yeah why don't we try to get some legislation passed into government why not Um, and no one I don't think many people really believe that that it could happen Um, yeah it's it's I feel like not a lot of people realize that this bill isn't something that was created just by government it was created by the people of New Zealand and the young people of New Zealand and the the ones who stand to be most affected by climate change Mm. in the future yeah. Uh, uh, you said it was a, a few years ago that that it sort of all came together. Ha, have you at any point in that journey sort of thought, oh, this is never going to work. This is, um, I'm going to throw in the towel. Um, yeah. It'll never get become real legislation. <laughs> Until about um, six months ago, <laughs> a year ago. Um, I remember... Um, yeah, just a year ago we were sitting in our meetings being like, well, what are we going to do if if this is actually passed? Like, what do we do after we stop campaigning? And then we just sort of were silent for a, a minute and we're like, well, we don't need to think about that because <laughs> 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 it just seemed like a an implausible thought. And, yeah, here we are. Okay. Now, um, the Ministry for the Environment, uh, they've got a consultation process about uh, a zero-carbon bill at the moment. Um and I wanted to like pick your brain a little bit about what is in the bill so that people feel like they can go online and make a submission to the Ministry for the Environment. So um, one of the things in the bill is at this 2050 target, net zero by 2050. So can you talk a little about um, whether that's the right target for New Zealand to mm, meet their international obligations and also protect us from climate change? Um, well, the most important thing to know um, at the moment is that the bill hasn't been drafted, so nothing is technically in the bill. That's true. So um, what's great is that um, there's a consultation period before it's even um, been drafted, and so we can influence what's going to be written in the, the draft plan. And so the net 50 target, uh, the, uh, the 2050 target, um, there's a... In the consultation, there's a, a few options about what that target could be. So there's the first option um, where we reduce um, our carbon emissions by net zero to, at 2050, and then we do nothing about the short-lived gases. And then the second target is that we reduce our um, 
so carbon is a long-lived gas, so the second is that we reduce our long-lived by 2050 to net zero and then stabilise our short-lived. And then the third target is that we reduce both of those, so long-lived and short-lived. What's, what's a short-lived gas? <clears throat> um, so when we talk about short-lived and, long li- uh, and long-lived, long-lived is carbon emissions and then short-lived is mostly methane and a couple of others. Um, and so very simply, me- uh, those are the ones that will stay in the the atmosphere for less time, but they'll also have a more detrimental effect on the environment. Mm. Okay, so so it's an option for people to decide whether they want those to be included in the target or not. Um, yeah, well, it's an option how you want to treat those those gases. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, and so <laughs> if you're if you're thinking about um, reducing the effects of climate change, really what what you want is the most ambitious target. So um, there are three to, to choose from, but uh, like personally, I'll be submitting um, on reducing both of those to, to net zero because really the threat of climate change is, is so pressing that we need to be as ambitious as we, as we can possibly be. Sure. And methane, that is a gas that comes from agriculture. Agriculture is, is the source of about half of New Zealand's emissions. So it's, it's an incredible incredibly important thing to include in any action that we take on climate change. Yeah, and that's where our plan differs from the the UK um, equivalent of the bill yeah. because so many of our emissions are made from agriculture. So it's really important when we're um, adapting the bill to the New Zealand context that we treat, we understand that there's a difference between the long-lived and the short-lived gases because agriculture accounts for so many short-lived gases. Mm. But they're also, well, we won't go on and on about it, but they're, uh, they're not in the atmosphere for as long, but they are incredibly uh, detrimental to the climate. They cause more warming, like, per ton than normal carbon emissions that come from burning fossil fuels, for example. Mm, yeah. Um, okay, the, another thing in the... the idea of a bill, as you say, it's not drafted yet, uh, is the, uh, the climate change commission. Um, Can you talk about why that's important and um, whether or not the Climate Change Commission uh, will become our overlords? Okay, so in in this um, consultation document, there's talk about having a climate change commission who can oversee the way that we reach net zero um, emissions by 2050. And so there are a number of roles that the commission could play. Um, some people think that it should advise and um, consult on the way that we reach those targets. And so um, it will be composed of a team of experts in lots of fields like science and social justice and public health. Um, and so they can advise the government on what the target should be and oversee it. Um, and you could also take the stance that the commission should make those targets. Um, And so the position of Generation Zero is that we should um, have the Climate Commission oversee and um, advise on those targets because there is a lot of concern that um, the Climate Commission is appointed and not elected. And so for it to have power to make those targets um, isn't following democratic order. And so um, I think that the Climate Commission is a very important part of the process, but in order to make sure that we have a, a fair transition um, to a, a net, net zero um, 2050, then we have to make sure that the people who make those decisions are ultimately the ones who get elected. 
Can you talk a little more about having a fair transition? Because some of the uh, initial media about um, James Shaw's uh, climate change consultation was about how it was going to have a biggest, the biggest impact on people with low incomes in New Zealand. So how can we ensure that we can act on climate change and still, I guess, have a fair society? Yeah, so the thing about environmental issues is that it's often the people who are the, the most vulnerable and the, who are marginalised who aren't able to engage in environmental issues. So you might not have access to education about it or you might not have the money to be able to make um, purchasing decisions that benefit the environment. And so the benefit of having this structural change to society is that if you can write the policy well, then everyone will have equal access. People will be able to understand environmental issues in public education and um, responsible environmental purchasing can be subsidised, just as examples. Um, and so um, it's really up to making sure that the Climate Commission has experts in um, like social justice and making okay. sure that everyone has access to being able to consult on this document. Um, and, and that will make sure that um, everyone can engage in the Zero Carbon Bill and have their voices represented on it. Right. Um, okay. What do you think... What do you think is going to be different for me in 10 years' time when the Zero Carbon Act becomes a policy of the government? Um, I think the most important role that the bill has to play is is changing um, worldviews and sort of the way that we act in society. So, for example, there's a lot of talk about having a circular economy. Um, And so I think that when this bill um, is put in place there will be more of an emphasis on um, living slower and placing value on um, on the things that you consume and the things that you buy um, so that we, we don't just buy things um, and, and then throw them away and have a short lifespan for mm. them. So I think that's a really important thing is changing the mindset of consumption. Mm. D- that's a nice message for Plastic Free July, which yeah. we're in the middle of. Um, do you think that's an attitude that... Uh, you see young people and like people in your generation like sort of adopting? Yeah, I actually work um, in a cafe and um, I used to work in the middle of suburbia where I saw, there, were, there were no young people. I was definitely the youngest person in that whole suburb. <laughs> um, and every time someone brought in a reusable cup, I would congratulate them. And then I moved to a suburb which was mainly students and I couldn't keep congratulating people because so many people were using reusable cups that it just got very time-consuming. <laughs> um, and so it gives me a lot of hope to be able to see um, all of these young people caring because when you think about it, they have the most reason to care because they're the ones who are going to inherit the planet, really. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So uh, what role do you see Generation Zero playing uh, as the bill goes through all of its various parliamentary processes and uh, hopefully becomes a law? Uh, Well, first, we've been encouraging people to submit because that's really important. Ah, how do we do that, Laura? (laughs) Well, you can go um, to a couple of websites. You can go to the Generation Zero website and there's... um, you can find the form um, to make a quick or a long submission on the Zero Carbon Act, and there you can find our positions and you can adapt it to your own values. And the Ministry for the Environment also has their own form, which doesn't have any any guidance, um, but it's got the questions on it, and so you can find it with the Zero Carbon Bill. Sure. So we need to go to 
generationzero.org or how, what's the website? I'm, I have not memorized the website, oh, no. but if you Google Just Generation Google Zero <laughs> Zero Carbon Act, you'll be able to find it. That's how everyone's going to find it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, very good. So you, we need to we need to make submissions, and then what's the next? What will it look like next? Well, our next step will be contacting um, MPs to make sure that they understand how much New Zealand is behind this bill. So we've been running a campaign where you adopt an MP um, and you show up at their office with baking and you email them and you call them and you tell them how much you care about it. Um, And so we'll be encouraging everyone to do that, to show their local MPs um, that they should support the bill because we need this bill to be able to last no matter what government is in power it, because climate change transcends any political aspirations. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, the important thing is that all government, um, all members of parliament and all political parties are on board with this bill. Do you think we've got a chance at a bipartisan bill in parliament? Yeah, um, Simon Bridges actually publicly endorsed the zero carbon bill, many aspects of it. So, um, yeah, that's really promising. Okay, it could sail through. Smooth mm. sailing. Yeah. Um, very good. And what once uh, in the golden future where um, all the bold climate policies of Generation Zero have finally been enacted, what happens to Generation Zero? Yeah, that's something we're trying to figure out. I think just a lot of sleeping, <laughs> taking a lot of <laughs> a long break. Um, But no, the the work won't be all done after the bill has passed. We need to make sure that we hold the government to account, of course, and make sure that we continue along with a fair transition. Um, But sleep will be involved somewhere along the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, you're you're involved in the Vic Uni Gen Zero. uh, uh, What are you doing at Vic? Do you mind if I ask? Yeah, um, I'm the the chair of Generation Zero at Vic, and so... um, We've been running events about the Zero Carbon Bill. A few weeks ago, we held a panel with um, James Shaw, Justin Lester, um, some other people um, talking about the reasons that we have to hope for a better future in the face of climate change. Um, And we've also just been trying to engage students um, and get them to to submit and realise that they actually have a big role to play in the climate action movement. Because I don't think you would talk to many students... um, and they would say that they didn't care about climate change. I think the biggest obstacle for them is not feeling like they're part of the conversation on how we can take climate action. So we've been trying to empower students to go to their MPs and write submissions and realise that they have a really important job to, to play. Yeah. Is it working? Is that a It good has message? been, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've had a lot of turnout and people, I think, are really inspired on campus. Solid. Um, now... Uh, uh, regular listeners may uh, know that you're a bit of a veteran on the show because you were you came in to be side stories to talk about the Wellington Youth Council as well. That's another thing mm-hmm. that you're involved in. So, um, I guess I wanted to ask a little about like what made you so interested in politics. And my follow-on question is like, how has this generation experience sort of added to that? Does it um, encourage you or discourage you? Um. I never felt like I had anything to say about politics, really, um, because I feel like when you're younger, you, you all your um, all of the the leaders in politics seem very like you, you can feel very alienated from them, and you can feel like you you can't speak authoritatively on anything. Um, 
and so I sort of just joined the youth council because a friend was on it and <laughs> there, were, there was good catering. Um, and eventually we started getting these policies and I would make submissions on them. And I was like, oh, I, I made a submission on that. Like I, I didn't have a degree in politics. I, I was like 15 or 16 and I was able to make those submissions. And eventually I was able to realise that the, I mean, the, the true reason we have politics is to represent what people think, you know, what everyday people think. And if I'm an everyday person, then I should be able to make submissions. And so then when I um, joined Generation Zero, I think that um, empowered me to be, to feel like I had a voice that was worth listening to. Because even if I was young, I was still a member of New Zealand and I still had something to say and my opinion was also valid. Rock on. Uh, any other, uh, like, youth groups and political movements that you're involved in that you, you, you <laughs> should hear about? Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll have you on again to talk about another issue. Yeah. Um, I think I think those are a couple good ones to talk about at sure. the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all, you're always welcome on B-Side Stories to, <laughs> to, talk about, to talk about the next issue. Thank yeah. you for your great work in Gen Zero and getting Thank this you. climate change action stuff over the line because, uh, yeah, this has been a long time coming and uh, I know that so many people in New Zealand are, like, uh, so ready for a meaningful climate change legislation. So I can't wait to see it happen. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you.